I want to jump into this message today because it's going to offend some of you, and then I need to have enough time to come back and say it's okay, all right? So uh, if Bill Jerky can say what he says, then I, can say, I got a lot of leeway, and, I, and some of you may be excited to hear that Bill Jerky will be giving the entire message on April 15th, is that right? Now we're totally committed. And so, yeah, he's in. Either you will want to be here or you will miss, okay? It's up to you. <laughs> Definitely invite people to that one. It's going to be awesome. So all joking aside, I'm, I'm very excited for that, Bill. Thank you. Thank you, Janie, for leading the ministry partnerships. So Acts chapter 13, we're going to get through three whopping verses today. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called um, Niger, Lucas of Cyrene, uh, Mayin, I need my glasses, sorry, let me pull this up, uh, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. I want to just rock it through a couple points real quick because I think what God has for us is really simple. It's going to offend some of you, like I said, but it's also going to be a very beautiful message at the end of the day. Let's look at, at verse 1. Right now what's happened is in the book of Acts, we've now entered into the second portion of Acts. Up until this point, it's been the gospel message. It's been for the Jewish people. It's been, it's been good. It's been within a certain geographical area. And now what we begin to find in Acts chapter 13 is Paul's missionary journeys. It begins to go out to Gentiles. It begins to spread beyond just this little local area. And, and this message, this gospel, this love message starts to go out really even to Greeley, Colorado. And we begin to see this in Acts chapter 13. And so we look at the very first part. Now in the church of Antioch, there were prophets and teachers and these people here. But I want to remind you. That this message didn't start in Antioch. It, Antioch was a church plant. Like it, it made its way up to Antioch. And I want to remind you of that, that already in these 12 chapters, these first 12 chapters of Acts, we see the gospel message start with one person going and saying, hey, fishermen, why don't you drop your nets and follow me? We see a whole lot of people starting to gather around this, this figure of Jesus. We see this thing start to spread and already, within the first 12 chapters, we already see a church plant here in Antioch. Like, believers have now gone up north from Jerusalem. And here we have Antioch, the church plant. And I want to point out in verse 1. Now, in the church of Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Do you, do you, do you like the plural form of that? Prophets and teachers? It says there's men, that there's women that are leading and doing incredible things in this church plant because it didn't start there. Various leaders had come forth and they were sending people out. So you get a picture right now of Antioch of a healthy church plant. Of people that believe this message and there's multiple leaders coming and going from this church. Church project, us, we've come a long way, haven't we? In seven years... Raise your hand if you were awkwardly there in my living room 
well, we could hear you going to the bathroom during the church project gathering. No, that was real. Like, that was for real. Jeremy and Brittany, all right. We met in our living room for a little bit. Carl, yeah, okay. We had a lot of Febreze. No, I'm just, it, was, it was weird. But we, we've, we've come a long ways. And we've come a long ways as an organization church project. And I, and I look across the room, and we've come a long ways individually as well. We've had massive amounts of intentional leadership. Just as an organization and as individuals as we've grown, I can applaud a lot of us that we've had a lot of intentional leadership and growth in our life. It just hasn't happened on accident. Which, also the reverse side of that, I want to challenge us in our good intentions leadership and our good intentions of growth. Like, if we just had good intentions of starting church project, it would have stayed on the mountain a monarch as Jeremy and I drove over and God started to reveal this thing that we're going to do this. It would have just been good intentions. We would have gone nowhere. Isn't that true of an organization? Isn't that true of us and our life? So just as we see Antioch here growing and there's plurals of prophets and teachers, they had intentionality in their leadership and growth, we can stagnate in our leadership. We can stagnate in our growth if, in our growth if we just have good intentions. So it's a good challenge to us. What is God prompting in you, church? What's he asking you to do, to be a part of? What's he saying? Adjust your life in this way. Like, what is God speaking into your life right now? And I see here in in verse 1, Antioch was healthy. Let's get down to verse 2. While they were worshiping, by the way, this is in the NIV version. When it says, while they were worshiping, I really like what NASB, the NASB version says. This word here isn't worshiping. What the NASB says is ministered to. So let me read it that way. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Worshiping and ministering to. How many of you would say that when you're worshiping, you're ministering to God? That's, I mean, that's super convicting to me. Like worship. I've been in church fights over this stinking thing called worship, haven't you? Too loud, too soft, too quiet, too many hymns, too, I mean, whatever. When our view is about us, are we really ministering to the Lord? I mean, come on. There's got to be someone here from the South. Amen, brother. There you go, girl. Come on. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I'll reel in my comments, unlike Bill Jerky. I'm joking, though, okay? ministering to the Lord. And so look at this. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were active. They were moving. They were part of it. They weren't just consumers of the church, of this healthy church. I think makes you ask the question, is the church healthy because they're actually ministering and doing? They weren't just consumers. Man, I want this. Do you want this? Like I see this for church project. I'm excited that we are ministering to the Lord. I'm excited that wherever we go, we're ministering to the Lord. This is awesome. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. It reminds me of Colossians 3, chapter 3, verses 23 and 34. It's in your U versions as well. 
Uh, Colossians 3.23 says this, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. And all of God's people said, Amen. God's uniquely gifted us, designed us, shaped us, and put us in 2018 so that we could minister to the Lord. And we're ministering to the Lord. We're not ministering to church project. We're not representatives of church project. We're representatives of the Lord everywhere that we go. And I like how it says right here that I have called him. Did you notice that? And at the end of chapter 2, it says, I have called them. God had a specific call for these men's life, for the church of Antioch, just like God has a specific call for our life. Like God called them. How would you answer the phone if God was calling you? Yes, sir. What's up? Hey. Oh, dear God. I mean, how'd you get this number? Like, how, would, how would you answer the call? Okay, so how many of you are, are, are football fanatics? You're watching the NCAA. You're watching all this crazy stuff. Loyola. Did I say that right? Okay. Whatever. Huh? What did I say? <laughs> I said football. It's because you have Patriots hat on right there. Okay, subliminal. You you spoke to me. All right, start over. NCAA basketball. How many of you are basketball friends? You're watching this thing. Okay, just imagine you are the best basketball player ever. Okay, you can jump, you can dunk, you can hit your three point, all that stuff, and you're in high school. All right, so all of us. That's us. Some of us are living out our wildest dreams right now. Okay, take it in, because Michigan just called you, or. OU or OSU or whoever called you. The college of your choice called you. And they're like, hey, you, awesome basketball player, you are awesome and we want you to come play for our team. What are you doing right now? Huh? You're like, this is awesome. I mean, you're jumping up and down, you're high fisting, you're like, I've worked forever for this and I got a call from this college, like, I'm going, we're going to the, the Super Bowl. That was a joke. Come on. All right? Like, like you were called. And how awesome were you called? I mean, you're excited that you were called. Paul, look at here. They're called. I have called you. Almost all of us. If we were called to the things of our dreams on the earth, We got that windfall, we got whatever it is, we'd be like, thank you for calling me, this is awesome, this is amazing. And I want to remind us that in the spiritual world, like God has called us, and he does have our number, he does dial it up, even if we send him to to voicemail, he leaves a message, and he says, I've called you and I want you. Like, I've designed you on purpose, I I have a purpose for your life, and you're not a mistake. No part of you is a mistake. Everything about you, I know and I love. And I've designed you specifically to take this message, this love message, to the world. Now that's a call that goes bigger than anything we can get on earth. But some of us, we keep sending God to voicemail. My challenge for you today is to realize that there is a God, number one, there is a God. A singular God that loves you. And this God is madly pursuing you and he's calling you every single day. 
Maybe today's the day that you're not going to let him go to voicemail. Maybe today's the day you're going to realize that you're worthy of his love and he's designed you on purpose. Like he's madly in love with you and he wants to use you. Let's get to verse 3. So after they had fasted and prayed and set up a GoFundMe account and had numerous fundraisers, fundraisers and had all, all the needed financial support, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Did you get that? Oh, I added that last part because it's, it's really kind of how we want God to move in our life, right? Like, you can call me, you can set me apart, you can do all these things, but it's got to look exactly the way that I want it. And I've got to know exactly what's going on. In essence, I don't fully trust you to send me and to do it on your time and in your way. I want to say relax and trust God when God gives you a calling on your life. Relax. It's all in the hips. Trust God. Are you trusting God? And, by the way, getting busy? Trusting God for the calling and the thing that he's put on your life? And yet, by the way, yes, getting busy and doing what we can do to, to raise our funds, to do whatever we might need to do vocationally or on this calling, to be really good at this calling. Are we trusting God fully and getting busy? I've seen multiple people in my life sent off, as this, this scripture here says, they this church sent them off. I've seen multiple people sent off and individuals in groups provided for. The first one that I can remember was in college when my roommate said, I want to go to a mission, I want to be a missionary in Russia for three months. And I thought, you're crazy. That sounds awesome. I want to do that. How much? He's like, 10,000. I'm like, no, I'm not feeling that calling at all. <laughs> like, hey, no, no way. And yet I watched this person who, by the way, I mean, came from, not, not from money. I watched, little by little, God provide for this gentleman's trip. To literally the last day when he could sign up for it, a check came in the mail for like $5,000. And we're jumping up and down screaming, going, God did it. Like he did it. No excuses when God puts a call on your life. And you don't have to control every aspect of it. Like, in fact, God sometimes will wait till the very last minute to come through and provide just to let you know that he's in control to drop your pride. It's cheesy, I know, but it just fits, okay? Here's the saying, where God guides, he provides. Where God guides, he provides. In verse 3, we also see right here that uh, the church, what did they do? They fasted, they prayed, and they placed their hands on them. Do you see that? They fasted, they prayed, and they, set, they, they placed their hands on them. This is how the church can uniquely support you. And we even saw this. Some of you it was awkward, but for some of you it was beautiful. Like where else can you get this? Like a, a support of people that love you and love God. And this church, what did they do? Is they sent them off. They fasted, they prayed, and they placed their hands on them. Prayer requests, that's one of the reasons we have prayer requests there, so that you can be prayed over and of, the, of the stirrings in your heart. Write them down like this is how the church can support you. I'm going to skip down 
So give me a second, if you would. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a bunch here in my notes. Let me put this together here. I think there's a lot of people here at Church Project that God is sending off. And in fact, raise your hand if you're in this room. God is sending you off. Um, we have Jenny Brown. I don't know if she's here. Is she? Jenny, going to the world race. Still, right? World race. Okay, so give her a bunch of money. Um, Carl Brock, maybe going around the world, right? So give him a bunch of money. But give him a bunch of prayer. Giving them a bunch of laying on hands, fast for them, pray for them. There's just two small examples. And these are examples of people literally going, going. But all of us are going when we wake up tomorrow and we put our shoes on. We're going. And I love it because in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, this is the priesthood of the saints. And, and Ephesians 4.11 says this, So Christ himself gave them to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and the pastors and teachers. We see the priesthood of the saints. We're all sent off. God's called us all to send off. And then in John 15.5, Jesus gave us the charge to his disciples as he is giving the charge to us today. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. All of this is from Jesus. And all of us, depending on him to send us off. Why am I going so fast? Because we're almost done. If God is sending you off, I'm going to ask you in a minute to come up here. And we're going to pray over you. Because some of us need to get confident that we know that God is moving in our life and going to do something amazing for our life. He's calling us to get passionate about what he's calling us to do, what he's about to send us off to do. And so here's an off-flavor, great illustration video that I want to show you about some people that are very passionate about what they have done and maybe what they are currently doing. So if you get offended, I'm sorry, but Kale, can you hit the lights? And Eli, can you play this video? It's the 82nd Airborne. I'm talking about people that have even um, died in jumping. He's going to jump anymore. Very passionate, purposed, dedicated in their mission and purpose, united, not eating each other up. Yet we're in the army of God, Christ's kingdom. We spend a lot of time picking each other apart, saying they don't look like me, their mission's not worth it, I'm educated, whatever it may be. And at best, we come into our mission and we half-heartedly get into it. Some of us may need to pick up a cigar and put on a uniform and say some choice words. Not fully. But passionately. We need to believe that there's a God. We need to believe that he's, he's, he's uniquely designed us. And we need to march forward with all our might, believing that this message has changed our life. And there's a whole lot of people in Greeley alone that this message can change their life. It's time to wake up. It's time to go to our places that we go and our spaces that we go Every single one of us tomorrow morning, 
we have a great God that we represent that loves us greatly. Let's not go at it softly. Amen? So God is sending all of us off because the priesthood of the saints, he's designed us uniquely to be who we are. And I think in this place right now, God is speaking to some of us directly. If you're part of our ministry partnerships, you don't have a choice. You have to come up here. But, it, but this is also a calling for anyone in this room to come to the front so we can pray over you. Maybe the calling that, that God's put on you literally is like, Jenny and Carl, you need funding, so maybe we can pray over that for you. We won't be able to give you a ton of money and resources. We'll give you some. But what we can do as a church is lay our hands over you and pray over you like no one else can and won't happen anywhere else in any other setting. Or maybe what God's calling you to send you off for, you need prayer for confidence to believe it. So get up here. Maybe it's for clarity. You're not sure, but you just feel that God's stirring. He's doing something. And maybe you're already doing it. It's called going to work or being a mom or a dad, and you need confidence in that. Maybe it's for peace or joy, or maybe it's just to know that you're not alone. So if that's you, come up here boldly with your cigar and uniform and take this mission on. And if there's anyone else sitting out there, we're going to pray over you because we're in the Lord's army, right? I may never march in the infantry, ride, whatever. You know that song if you grew up in the church. So with that, I'm going to pray over you, and then I'll boldly come up here and let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for calling us to be your sons and daughters. Woo, that's awesome. Thank you for that alone. And then God... Thank you that you decided to just craft us exactly the way that we are, to receive your love, and to show your love to others. In this room, stir in our hearts, Holy Spirit, stir in our hearts, Holy Spirit, the things that you want us to know about you, the places and spaces you want us to go, the cards you want us to hit, the people you want us to hand these cards to. How to live our mission to be sent off passionately with no apologies. So God, I pray that we step up like men and women and accept this today. Thank you for loving us. In your name we pray. Amen.